0: What is breathwork and is it different from meditation? In today's episode, our guest breaks it down for us, giving us an overview of the basics and sharing how this practice helps her navigate even in the most demanding situations as a mother. We talked about the different benefits of breathwork, simple techniques to begin with and clear up some common misconceptions about it. Get ready to learn and feel inspired to give it a try. Let's dive right in. Hey, I'm Corina Ortega, just a regular Venezuelan woman who is passionate about being the voice she once needed by helping you navigate through your own people-pleasing recovery journey. I walk with you through the lessons I've learned throughout my own process and give you the tools that will help you make decisions that start prioritizing your own needs. Think of it as our personal date with a menu full of clarity and awareness. Get ready to learn and be challenged to dig deep through these conversations to unravel this prioritizing journey together. This is the Inner Pleaser podcast. friends, welcome back to another episode of the Inner Pleaser podcast. Today I am having a conversation with Grace Chin. Grace is a breathwork facilitator, a coach, freelance writer and a mom of two based in Switzerland. Grace became a mother in late 2019 and her world turned upside down. Even with more than a decade of personal development work behind her, first-time motherhood hit her like a ton of bricks. Breathwork came into her life at this time and helped her to get to the end of each day in one piece and leaning to the opportunities for growth that motherhood presents. Now she shares breathwork with others, particularly mothers, to help them connect with their inner wisdom and life force energy so that they can navigate the ups and downs of motherhood and life, of course, feeling grounded, resilient, and confident. Hello, Grace. Thank you so much for being here in the Inner Pleaser podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you. Welcome. And I can't wait to
1: see what knowledge you have for us today. Thanks so much, Karina. Lovely to be here. And thanks for inviting me.
0: Of course, I think it's it's been for a while, this has been in the back of my mind, because um, ever since I made an episode about meditation, I wanted to clarify uh, a bit more about breath work, which mm. is a topic that we will be discussing today, but I said, you know what, I just want to bring an expert in the field, just to explain a bit further of what that is all about, so I'm very pleased uh, that Natalia, uh, our common friend, just got us together and I could see your profile and see um, your expertise. And I'm very happy to have you here for you to share your knowledge on this topic. So thank you once Great. again. Great. Yes. So pleasure. maybe let's just start by uh, tell us a bit of who you are, what you do mm-hmm. currently, and yeah, just to get to know you a bit better.
1: Sure. So I'm Grace and I'm from Scotland, but I'm in Switzerland, which is where my husband is from. And now we have two girls who are four and 10 months old, um, been in Switzerland for about seven years, love life with the lake and the mountains, super nice uh, culture here. I love being by the sea though. So it's kind of interesting being landlocked. I love surfing Um, and I've kind of weaved this quite, like I'm I'm 38, but I would say I've lived many lives in these 38 years, Um, you know, just I've lived in quite a few different countries. I've done a few different careers and looking back, I can see how it's all kind of connected, but it's um, yeah. I've been on a lot of adventures. I taught English in various countries around the world um, for about seven years. I'm a a, tra- a translator, so Spanish to English translator. Um, but now I no longer do that. And I am working as a breathwork facilitator and also a coach working with women, mainly mothers, actually. Um, and then I'm also a freelance writer as well. So doing copywriting and content writing. And I'm a mom, obviously. So all those things together. <laughs> That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you speak Spanish also. You know what? I used to speak it really well. And because I'm now living in French speaking Switzerland, it's super rusty. (laughs) I'm embarrassed by it now.
0: (laughs) All right. So now that we know that you're a breathwork expert and that it's currently, I mean, what you do, um, just let's start by basics. What is breathwork? And Mm. I think this question, I wanted to start with this one, because whenever I recommend breathwork to my friends, Uh, that are going through certain things the first question is breath work question mark like what is that so please Mm.
1: clarify us (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah um so breath work really really simply is just being conscious of your breath or breathing consciously now this can be many things there are many techniques this is technique for everything um and but essentially it's you know like I said bringing consciousness to the breath um to enhance your your well-being, you know, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. So really it can be the whole package. Um, and I think it's this is um, it's exciting and interesting because really, like I say, there's something for everyone. You have techniques to calm you down, you have techniques to help energize you, you have techniques to do, you know, um, create like a self-awareness practice for personal development. You know, people do it for to improve performance in sports. Um, to help their public speaking you know so really it's this huge umbrella term and then so what breathwork is it means a different thing for every people but really on a basic term it is that using your breath uh, consciously.
0: Exactly love it and and yeah I agree like there's so many techniques and so many different um, aspects of it and and areas in which you can use it Um, as you were naming some I I remember myself using it without being conscious that I was doing it. Right, like I used to dance flamenco, and whenever I needed to uh, be in a in a public place to dance or in a presentation, I remember myself doing you know breath work before getting on stage. Um, also, I play tennis, so this is something that mm-hmm. must be done uh, during the practice and and also before. So that's lovely to, to see that there are different aspects. And, and I guess people can make the link as to where, in, in which areas of their lives can they include this practice, right? So mm. you mentioned a few of the benefits, but how, how did you first get in touch or discover this practice and and what inspired you to explore it a bit more?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so um, great question now it's something I mean I've been doing yoga for like 20 years on and off mm-hmm. and so I'd always done pranayama which is something a lot of people will be familiar with you know doing breathing the breathing part and the breathing techniques which go along with yoga um, and I always found it quite like you know ah oh, whatever the more most boring part of yoga and how interesting and impactful can that be but then when I became a mother so four years ago um you know I just found that that experience like it was it hit me like a ton of bricks it was so hard and even with years of having done personal development and you know loads of yoga and like looking after my health and well-being and all these different things um I just was I needed to get things back to basics and I was like right I can't do my you know all my other well-being practices I feel like lost I feel like I am just with this small angry screaming version of myself all the time how do I get a break So it came from this necessity for like, oh, my gosh, I am so like, you know, I'm not sleeping. I'm feeling super like triggered all the time. Like, yeah, I needed something really simple. So breathwork came into or let's say I really dived in then and I started to go, okay, I'm going to do five minutes of breathing here and there just to like make myself feel a bit more calm or just to connect to myself um, and then I got interested in Wim Hof with which people might be in, uh, familiar with which is that he's the cold water swimming guy and I was doing cold water swimming at the time um, and so I was starting to do his technique but then I kind of ended up moving into or discovering this practice conscious connected breath work mm-hmm. which is what I eventually trained in. So while I I also share, you know, everyday techniques of, you know, super simple things, which we might go into a bit later, but in like box breathing, coherent breathing, like extended exhales, all these simple tools we can use every day, um, I also share this practice, which is um, like a how do I call it? Um, A transformative breathwork practice. So you are really delving um into your subconscious, you're able to work with limiting beliefs, you're able to let go of stuff which might be holding you back, you're able to like really, you know, connect to your intuition and your creativity. So that when I like found that I wasn't really looking for that, you know, I was just like looking for this break from motherhood. Um, I just was like, wow, what is this? I didn't know that the breath could be like, could feel so expansive and so fun and so explorative and so it was that and then i very very quickly i did my first session of that i was like wow and then i just really quickly started training as a facilitator in 2021 nice. um yeah and then i've just gone from there basically
0: <laughs> right well, i think once you find something that is so rewarding and and once you start to see the benefits of it it's like it's hard to let it go right mm-hmm. I and mean, um why and and i think it it's totally the opposite it brings you closer and and just helps you to dive more in to mm-hmm. them so i i can see how how you got into it because mm-hmm. i i've experienced it and i know how how beneficial and just rewarding it is overall mm-hmm. so um can you explain a bit like very simple how breath work can influence our nervous system mm-hmm. and just how can we manage certain emotions that might come up through certain different challenges like you said in the beginning like how is that possible
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so um most people are probably familiar with um our autonomic nervous system so we've got this two these two branches which we hear talked about all the time the parasympathetic which is your rest and digest and then your sympathetic which is your fight and flight and so breath work. a lot of this is is automatic, you know, so it's like, you know, you're standing in front of a crowd about to do a speech. And essentially, your body is like, Oh, my gosh, I'm prey in front of a, you know, loads of lions or something. And so you're going to be sweating, you're going to be feeling like your heart rate, you're going to be feeling like, Oh, my God, you're going to start speaking quickly. Um, And so if you were in that moment to do some breath work, so to do some extended exhales, or some coherent breathing, where you're breathing in for five and out for five, which is slower than we normally breathe, you're sending that that signal to your body that it is safe, to slow down, it is okay, you are then, you know, you're going from this activated sympathetic state which is brought on by this, you know, your environment, whatever's happening around the stress, and you are then able to tell your body it's okay to slow down and so the breath is a way to really to work with the actively work with the nervous system so either you're changing gears, so you can move more into the rest and digest state but at the same time it's not always we don't always just want to be calm like that's that's one of the big myths (laughs) you know it's not just about always being calm because sometimes you do want to you know we it's not sympathetic is bad and, and parasympathetic is good So you also want to work with the sympathetic branch so that's why you could you can energize with the breath right there are certain breathing there's a breath of fire that that can help you energize and also conscious connected breath work um you are working with both branches um so you are it's an activating breath so really you're going to feel that you're maybe rubbing up against your edges and feeling activated and working with the sympathetic branch of the nervous system but then you are like teaching yourself that you have that control and that agency to bring yourself back into rest and digest and this is kind of you might have heard of this like window of tolerance but it's like basically being able to move in and out of these states of um activation and then back to this parasympathetic engaged um state you know so it's this like I think of it as this wave of like okay oh okay I can feel myself like I'm that's quite uncomfortable okay I can bring myself back and it's kind of teaching you know what you learn and do an experience within a breathwork session. You can then see bring that out into your life, and it can impact. For example, as a mother, tantrums. You know, it's like okay, I'm feeling super activated. My child has been screaming for half an hour, and it's like using these tools. Really, like okay, you know, does that answer your question? Actually, I don't think I've got. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, and and I think it's <laughs> very simple to get it how it works and. What I love the most, and it's something that I've heard before from uh, this guy I follow. That his name is Gary Brecka. I don't know if you have heard him. No,
1: I don't.
0: He does breath work every single day. He's currently doing like a three-day breath work challenge, by the way. Mm. But what I love about how he sees this practice, he says it's free. You know, like Mm -hmm. doesn't take much for you to start doing it, and it brings so many benefits that if we make it conscious that we have a tool that is already within us that we can actually explore and and learn how to do to just do it uh we can have so many benefits so i just Mm -hmm. that simplicity side of it like Mm -hmm. it is there we all Mm -hmm. we're breathing every day but we're not doing it consciously like you Mm -hmm. said So Mm -hmm. if we were able to just tap into that how many benefits would we have and how many challenges could we just go through and navigate easier? Like you say, with daily different situations that we we go through, right? So yeah, it is very well explained. So Mm -hmm. another question that comes to mind, and, and I think a lot of people might have this question as well, is what's the difference
1: between breath work and meditation? Hmm. Good question. Some people would say that breathwork is like a type of meditation. Mm-hmm. I know that meditation is this big again umbrella term, and it means different things for different people. For, but from my understanding, it's about like observing, you know, the mind and like okay, you know, watching your thoughts and bringing yourself back from distraction, you know, and and that can be done in a very simple that traditional empty your mind of thoughts way. But that's not as you know. I know meditation is much bigger mm-hmm. than that. And um, I would see breathwork as a type of meditation, or mindfulness practice, I think it's better to say, of being present with what is alive right now. So rather than, you know, working with the, uh, yeah, observing your thoughts, and um, bringing yourself back, like trying to improve your awareness, or let's say flex your awareness muscle with meditation, I would say you're doing that in a different way. Because with breathwork, you're focusing on the breath. Um, and I would say, some people say that breathwork is meditation for people that can't meditate and of course that's not to like dis meditation because it's incredible but um I'm someone that I've tried meditation over the years and it was I found it incredibly challenging and it's meant to be hard right but then with breathwork I found it easier to drop in like really quickly to be like because you have Um, the music, you have uh, the breath to focus on, you have the guidance of the the facilitator and there's so many things that are there and I just felt like within a few minutes it's like whoa I am like really in my body you know strengthening this mind-body connection which is really part of the power of breath work you know connecting any thoughts in your mind to sensation and emotion in the body and using the breath as that connecting like let's say what do I think of it as a portal yeah Mm -hmm. portal you know um so i would say that breathwork is kind of a type of meditation but yeah absolutely um i would say for maybe maybe it appeals to different people people who like have tried meditation and can't yeah i think that's
0: why i wanted to have you on the podcast because the episode that has least plays on my podcast is the Mm -hmm. one speak about meditation and i think it's because people have certain rejection to it because of how hard it is Mm. um and I think that breath work can be that maybe way to start differently for those people that find mm-hmm. it challenging, like you're saying. So that's why I wanted you to have, to be here so mm-hmm. much because I think that yeah, it might be a bit easier, but still very effective. So mm-hmm. whenever I do have friends that tell me, no, like you said, meditation is just not for me. I find it very challenging. Yeah, try breath work. This might mm-hmm. work as well. Mm-hmm. So um yeah love that you brought that up Mm. so for someone new to breath work like Mm -hmm. what fundamental techniques or exercises would you recommend to begin with just to use it as a practical tool for many different purposes like Mm. you said at the beginning
1: yeah I think the door in um like we sometimes see these more um expansive explorative like a transformational breathwork practices and we're like oh I want to go there but actually it's really important to start with the foundations and actually really most of us are not breathing properly (laughs) um you know a lot of us are breathing up high in the chest so when you take an inhale maybe you're even breathing through the mouth um habitually we want to be breathing through the nose in most of our lives even at night um and actually that's kind of an aside, but like you can tape your mouth so that you breathe through your nose at night. <laughs> but I'm
0: so glad that you say this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for more than 20 years, I've had issues like mm-hmm. breathing through my nose, which is the reason why I started with doTERRA, by the way, mm-hmm. um, because I used constantly these nasal drops to be able to mm-hmm. my, my airways. And when I first knew that I wanted to stop with these uh, toxic, you know, that keep you change these products. Um, I find myself that I am very much accustomed to breathe through my mouth now because mm-hmm. I spent so many years with these breathing problem, and now I'm a bit more aware and a bit more conscious to do that and and just to force myself to breathe through my mm-hmm. nose. But it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard to not do it, you know, uh, automatically. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I've been meaning to do this, especially during my tennis trainings, to tape Mm -hmm. my mouth, Mm -hmm. just to force myself to, you know, use my nose more. But I think that ever since I started meditation and and doing some breathwork practices as well, Mm -hmm. I've seen an improvement on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you say that's a matter of practice
1: as well, that you Mm -hmm. can improve? How? yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it really starts like small. You know, it's like that. Um, you're asking like the 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 basic practices to get like into it. And really it is breathing, I would say low, slow and through the nose. So, you know, every time you maybe once a day, you can even put a reminder on your phone, or every time you go to make a cup of tea or something, you can just be like, oh, how am I breathing? Okay, whoops, I'm breathing through the nose, through the mouth. But you want to be breathing through the nose because it filters um, and it it heats your breath and it makes it, um it's just a more efficient way of breathing, basically using your full lung capacity. So you are, yeah, low, so through the nose and then breathing in, low into the belly. So... Mm-hmm a lot of us will notice that we're breathing like into our chest we're just breathing like you see this part of your body you know your your upper chest moving and so you want to be conscious even if you place a hand on your lower belly and you want to see that rise feel that rise and fall um with each breath cycle and that means you're using the diaphragm which is using the capacity of your lungs um and what else to say slow it down um so a lot of us are breathing like really fast because life is stressful. Go, 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 do, do, do. So just bringing that down. So I would say that. So that's called, it's often called belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing. And so the things to remember is low, slow and through the nose. So I would say if you can really just start shifting your breath from however it is you're breathing habitually, which is probably, like I say, it might not be that belly breath all the time. And just whenever you're conscious, bring it down, Um, slow it down. And after that, you can start experimenting with things like you know, extended exhales before sleeping. You know, a lot of people, we have problems sleeping. We're looking at our screens before we go to sleep. So doing some extended exhales, this is incredibly soothing for the nervous system. So really helping you to get into that parasympathetic rest and digest state. So maybe inhaling for four through the nose and then on the exhale, you can hum or you can, you know, blow out of your mouth as if you are blowing into a straw. And you you can count for eight on the exhale, if that feels too long, you could try six. But you could also you might notice that you can exhale for like a really long time when you're humming or or blowing um, into a straw. So I would say those are two great ones to start with.
0: Good. So are there any like symptoms, specific symptoms that people might experience when they are, you know, starting the the practice? Like, I don't know, I've read maybe tingling fingers or just feeling lightheaded, like, and how can they just navigate through them without um, sabotaging the practice, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing any of these techniques, I've just explained, like the belly breathing or the extended exhales, you shouldn't uh, normally, you know, experience most people let's say won't experience anything other than feeling relaxed or feeling connected or you know none of this kind of tingling and lightheadedness of course if someone has a medical condition then that might be different but um The things that you're referring to in terms of tingling and lightheadedness that speaks more to conscious connected breath work so in this practice, you are actually breathing through the mouth normally and it's a connected breath so you're. uh, you're taking out this natural pause we have in between the inhales and exhales Mm -hmm. and you're keeping the breath like circular and then you're taking active inhales and then you're the the exhales are passive Um, and basically with this like i said earlier it's an it's um activating breath so you can feel like this charge of energy you're bringing in this life force energy um more air about three times more air than normal so this can obviously feel this this wakes things up right um emotionally and also physically so tingling is really common you know change in temperature you can even feel like a, a light uh, locking up of the jaw or the hands which is called tetany um and that can be because you're trying to push and force on the exhale um and it's to do with the imbalance of um, of co- uh, carbon dioxide um so basically if you do if any of that does happen you your facilitator should have um explained what to do which is that you can you know reduce the pace of the breath you can also start breathing through the nose you can add in pauses um to reduce the intensity so there's always that option and again this is this is like on a somatic level teaching you that you have control when things feel stressful you're able to bring yourself back down which is amazing um but at the same time there's always the invitation if you do feel like for example tingling in your fingers you can be like okay can I just be with that for a bit and can I breathe with it and can I see if like a release comes um you know with anything in the body when you feel any sensation if we say like find comfort in the discomfort and you do have a lot of a lot of facilitators who are who do consciousness breath work who are really like okay let's go whatever you're feeling let's make it big let's amplify let's go 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 and for me that's just like that's not my style (laughs) (laughs) so I'm more like you have these options you've always got the two options I think having the options that is way more empowering
0: of course course. and (laughs) for everyone so yeah I agree um and the reason why I asked this is because Uh, I know it's easier for people to start judging the practice once you start feeling things right and to start yeah sabotaging like okay I'm feeling this and then you get distracted and then the whole practice is just a mess. Um, Mm. Yeah, I just wanted your input on that, Um, and I love what you said about just engaging with whatever you're feeling and and just connecting with it. So Mm. thank you for that very, very interesting. Can you share any success story, maybe your own or. Of a special clients, where breathwork just played a significant role in helping someone regulate their emotions, their nervous system, or mm-hmm. thing that they were going through.
1: Sure, well, I have a client who I'm working with as part of a group breathwork program um, that I'm running at the moment, and she just shared this wonderful mini, you know, little story. Um, for a few weeks ago, she was doing a speech in front of over five hundred people. And she was like, usually, you know, I don't like public speaking, or obviously, everyone, you know, it's scary for everyone. And she said, Oh, thanks to breath work. I was like, almost too relaxed. Because <laughs> she sat in the toilet before and did some breath work. Everyone came up to her afterwards and they were like, Oh, wow, that was great. You were so like owning it. You were wonderful. And I think, and she was just like, Wow, she really saw the power. And it's just amazing when you just see that playing out in your life and how you're able to be yeah have this adaptability flexibility to respond differently to life and that's that you know we get I get those kind of success stories in some way or another you know with every client everyone's different that's the beautiful thing as well um but um and it can be a lot more subtle than that as well and then on a personal level with motherhood it's like you know with my 4 year old her tantrums which have been a big thing since she was like you know 1 or whenever it is she started like actually just being able to um to 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 be that grounded calming presence which is incredibly difficult you know and that 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 has been a success story for me um where where you just part of you is going i just want this to stop but you you know we now that we know more in the world in general about emotions and that we need to let our kids feel like not shut down their emotions so for me it's like okay i really have to like let her have the tantrum let her express but that's so hard to sit with that so for me being able to you know i, I feel that by doing conscious breathwork breath work and my daily te- breathwork techniques i have able been able to expand my capacity for to to withstand those like challenging moments
0: yeah it's like how how can i manage my own emotions mm regarding that while I let her be and, and express herself. And how do you do it? Like, let's get to that moment. Your kid is having this tantrum. What do you do?
1: Um, I would say the whole course of the argument, or the argument, it's not an argument. It's just a tantrum, isn't it? And no. the tantrum changes. If I'm able to catch my breath, you know, just take that one moment of like, like just getting that lovely, slow belly breath in, And then it's like, okay, deciding, responding rather than reacting. So I would say there's that element to it. But just during it, you know, she can have like a 20, 30 minute, 40 minute tantrum once she had this incredible like tantrum on a plane when she was two and you know she screamed the entire plane down I mean people asked to be moved seats um it was just like you know and I just she was rolling around in my arms um trying to escape and she wouldn't stay in her seat and we were taking off so all that stuff so in that moment I was really just just like I said before trying to get my breath down you know be focusing on my breath like doing that calming breath, even doing some, I think I did some extended exhales as well. I was just really trying to keep, and actually also, you know, it's kind of connected to that, but speaking to her in a calm way, even if everything in my body was like firing off, you know, you're like, okay, I can see you're upset, like da-da-da, like da-da-da, and just trying to be that grounding, calming presence. It's not always possible. Every so often, I can't do it. Honestly, I'm a human and it happens. Of course. <laughs> but if I can just catch my breath yeah then it always helps
0: do you think when you are able to do it and keep calm do you think that can also help her during that time or it mostly helps you of course but do yeah. you think that can translate to her in some sort mm. of way like energetically speaking mm.
1: yeah no definitely I mean until there it's fascinating and I need to know more about this but until kids are two they actually share the nervous system with the mom in in some way um but anyway so that's kind of an aside but yeah it definitely um you know if I was to just match her energy by going you know like going mental you know shouting at her then things would get worse right for sure so definitely it makes things you know it might still last quite a while but it makes her feel safe And that's really what we need to to be doing, like holding this space for kids when they're going through a tantrum because they don't have that ability themselves. They cannot regulate their own nervous system. They need our help. So she needs to see that like someone is there, this person that loves her and that she loves holding her and allowing her to do her thing so she can express it. And I see what's really interesting for me is seeing how the generation above try to shut down arguments like you know when they're looking after you know I don't want to name names and stuff but I've seen you know people trying to just like be like nope you're not going to do that stop the argument stop the tantrum and actually my art my way and my husband's way of doing it is like we help her ride it out because like we talked about emotions and blah 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 so actually yeah I think it really does help her it might not make it shorter but it's gonna just make it feel better for her, you know. It's gonna it's gonna be more healing for her and help her to be a more to, to be more in touch with her emotions. I think to be more to feel it safe to feel her emotions. She's not gonna have to. I don't know. She's allowed to use her voice, like all these things which we want we want to teach the the women, especially of today that we're bringing up. So yeah, for sure.
0: Love that, and yeah, I think it's it's a two way benefit you know uh it's not only for you but also i think for for them it's also good so in terms of routine when do you recommend to do breath work when do you do it aside from these different challenges that we go on a daily basis like do you recommend to do this as a routine and when
1: yeah i mean if it's if all possible i think routines are fantastic um so if if I was not a mom of two little little kids who wake me up and you know wake up in my bed and whatever I definitely think the morning if you can starting the day with 5 minutes or even 3 minutes or if you can 10 minutes um, of something like coherent breathing, which is breathing in for five or six and out for five or six. Um, you could even just put on a song that you find soothing and just do that and like do this belly breath and just slow everything down. Um, coherent breathing helps to improve heart rate variability, which you might have heard of. Um, but this is a sign of homeostasis in the body and balance. And so it's just a lovely one to do any time of the day, but the morning can be great. Or just some belly breathing without counting. Um so I would say morning if you can, um, and then evening, if you haven't done it throughout the day, that's also fine, it happens. Last thing, when you put you know put your phone down, maybe read a bit, and then last thing you do, um, some extended exhales with a hum or blowing into a straw on the exhale. Um, that's gonna really prime you for sleep. And another one for sleep is actually, people might've heard of as well as um, 478 breathing. So it's in for four, seven, hold for seven on the top um, and then out for eight. So that one has been linked to, you know, helping you to very quickly fall asleep and get into that real relaxation state. So a lot of people love that one. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, other than that, really when it works for you and even if your breathwork practice is just being aware of your breath and being like, oh, what's my breath telling me about my state, my emotional and mental state and physical state, that's also breathwork.
0: And and I love uh, these uh, things like a reminder um mm-hmm. used to have an apple watch i don't have it anymore but it used to remind me like breathe i don't know it has like an app mm-hmm. just a reminder during the day just to breathe and i think that's uh something that a tool that can work you know just to set an alarm like you said uh remember to breathe uh just to remember, <laughs> you know because sometimes yeah we're just doing it uh unconsciously like you said and mm-hmm. not using the whole the whole capacity so um Mm. that could be an also a good a good tip are there any other misconceptions about this practice that you would love to clarify
1: Mm. well i already clarified the one about you know um that we always want to be calming ourselves down obviously in today's world often that's what a lot of us need a lot of time but um the other one is when it comes to conscious connected breathwork which i've talked a bit about and um you often see these videos online of people having these huge like very physical very intense very like trauma releasing experiences where they're I don't know it just looks very very intense and it's portrayed um as like the kind of goal um of this practice and actually there's a much more grounded more feminine more um like gentle way of doing it which is how I facilitate which is how a lot of people I know who are facilitators also facilitate of actually like okay we can deeply connect within and to the wisdom of our body and the power we hold in the breath and bring all this life force energy in but we don't need to like it might not look that big and it might actually just be like wow I was really in my mind a lot and now I'm like really in my body and tuning into the subtleties of sensation and it might not feel huge but it might just be over time you realize like oh, wow, now, like this woman in my breathwork program, oh, I'm able to connect to my breath more easily, use it as a tool to help me when I'm doing a a speech. Just because you've built that connection very, very intensely. And I think that's kind of the power of the practice. Or like my example, in a tantrum, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, I was able to like help it go better than it could have done. So I think that's the big misconception. Like, honestly, you could come and you might just feel, like I say, tingly, more relaxed, like, oh, a bit blissful. That's lovely. You might also like I don't know I've also gone into sessions and you can you can breathe into just whatever comes up or you can also like um focus on a, on a theme or something you're moving through and uh I was moving through quite a lot of anger and frustration um at my at, like the lack of sleep I was having um let's say a few years ago and I did a session um with another facilitator and I just, she really invited me to feel that anger and to give space to it and, and really feel that, um, that, and rage actually, and frustration. And I felt, you know, I was able, it felt uncomfortable, but then I was really able to release and it was uh, amazing. So like, yeah, I was going to say, misconception. I don't know what misconception that's connected to, but like, you can really go, yeah, you can explore a lot. It doesn't have to look one way. It can look different for everyone.
0: Lovely. Grace, let's go to the short and um, sweet takeaways, which I have mm-hmm. five uh, different questions, uh, short answers, um, just whatever comes to mind. One piece of advice
1: that you'd give to your younger self. Um, you like, you don't need to like over plan everything. Like if you just take one step, put put one foot in front of the other, then the path appears in front of you.
0: Especially because you said. You did so many different things, but Mm -hmm. actually all clicks, right? One word that describes your
1: outlook in life? Um, Ooh, I would say it's like out of the box. That's kind of, is that one word? Out of the box.
0: Yeah, valid. Love it. Love it. Like different. Yeah, good. A person who has inspired you greatly?
1: I would say my parents. Nice. My parents, yeah. They just kind of they've carved their own paths in life. They've made made stuff happen and um, really done, hopefully, done a great job bringing my sisters and I up. <laughs>
0: That's beautiful. A daily habit that contributes to your well being, aside from breath work.
1: <laughs> Ooh, a daily habit. I do love my um my cold showers. I love cold water swimming, but I can't do it every day. You do yeah. them in the
0: morning or at night?
1: I do in the morning a cold shower. Yeah.
0: Share your favorite affirmation that you love to repeat to yourself.
1: Yeah, so I would say it's more of like a mantra than an affirmation, but it's like, um, follow the excited feeling, it'll never lead you astray.
0: Oh, I love that. Repeat that.
1: Follow the excited feeling, it'll never lead you astray.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Thank you, Grace, so much. Now, I would love for you to share uh, with our audience How can they contact you? How can they work with you? Share a bit about what um, practices you do, like you work online and in person as well, but share us a bit more of how we can learn more from you.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Thank you. Um, So I'm on Instagram um, at grace.chin. That's two Ns. Um, So feel free to follow along. And then I do a lot of stuff online. I'm based in Switzerland, uh, close to Lausanne. So I do some in-person workshops um and i'll have a few coming up this year so i would say follow my instagram to find out about those and then apart from that i do one-on-one sessions online um i also do a group breathwork program which i'm currently in the middle of and i will be starting um another round of it in april so you can join the waitlist for that um i have a bundle of breathwork audios and then um i'm also going to be launching a coaching and breathwork program um in spring as well nice good
0: Lovely. So yeah, I will put your handle also and uh, your web page as well uh, in the description of this episode. But thank you once again. I enjoyed this a lot. I think it cleared a lot of my doubts and also the doubts of our listeners. And I'm very thankful that you came along and share your knowledge with us. So thank you so much once again for being here. Oh, thanks so much, Karina. It's lovely to be here thank you for finishing this episode of the inner pleaser podcast i hope you enjoyed it and i cannot wait for you to listen to the next one if you liked what you heard today and find yourself wanting more click on the subscribe or follow button and head on to CorinaOrtega.com.